I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town Podcast. In episode 121 of the Food About Town Podcast, Magnus Champlin from the Mind of Magnus radio show on 106.3.3 FM here in Rochester, Rochester Free Radio, and also you can find it as a podcast on all of your favorite podcast apps, came over to the studio. We talked... You know, just about a lot of different things. Magnus is a real man about town in Rochester. If you go out and you hang out in Rochester when it comes to the art scene, but just when it comes to being around town, Magnus is hard to avoid, and in a really good way. I always love running into him. He's just a gregarious, really interesting character. He's lived a hell of a life. So we talked about that for a while, which was just fantastic. Uh, I loved being on his show. I hope to go again soon. We also talked about movies towards the end. Uh, Magnus is an aficionado of bad movies. And we talked about a specific genre of films that I've been really diving into recently. It's definitely action. It's definitely revengey, but it's not exactly anything. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my friend Brian Chu and my wife Carrie joined for a lot of that. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it out. Um, tag Magnus on Instagram. Uh, you can reach me, Food About Town, on Facebook and Food About Town Now on Twitter. And you can also hit me up uh, at Stromy on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and a Happy New Year to you and all of your family. perfectly temperate evening here in Rochester as we're edging closer and closer towards the official end of summer. And I've got somebody across from me I think is a fall man. You're a fall man? I'm a very much a fall man. I could see that. Not a fall guy, but a fall man. Yeah, I'd say you're you're a fall man. It's 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 a good time to be it's a good time to be a gentleman of our of our stature. I have built in built an insulation. Time. I have natural insula- insulation on yeah. yeah. When I think with the the beards as well, mm-hmm. I think they suit they suit this kind of weather. Very much so. A little bit cooler. Yes. A little bit nicer. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Uh, the name is uh, John Magnus Champlin. Most folks call me Magnus. And, most uh, do, yeah. Most do. Yeah, there's a zillion Johns out there, so I've leaned into the Magnus side of things. So I think I think it was, one, a great decision. Hmm. Um, two, is is it a self-appointed nickname, or did somebody nickname that you? Uh, someone else nicknamed me. Well, Actually, that's good. It came from someone else. It's good, because if it was yours... I. I would have to take you down just a peg. No, no. Actually, it, it spawned from... It, so my uh, Instagram and all my social media handles are Magnus Apollo, and it spawned from Magnus Apollo, of all things. Uh, it came from a friend in college. Uh, I, you know, Just when you get into college and people are meeting folks and hanging around, and I'm... And I'm a. It's hard to imagine, but when I was in high school, I was a quiet kid. Never talked. Jeez, you know what? I was too for a long time. We're making up for lost time now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, fast forward, I'm in college, but I'm still a person people listen to and talk to and stuff. 
And I'm at a, we're at a party, and uh, all my friends are like, oh, I was talking to John last night. And geez, I was talking to John last night. This is before texting because I'm old. Um, and uh, they uh, was like, geez, you talked to everyone last night. I'm like, yeah, everyone had problems. I listen. That's kind of what I do. And one of my best friends back in the day, she, um, she's like, you like the, uh, the oracle of the group. You're, and she's focus was in history on uh, Mediterranean cultures and stuff. And uh, she's like, yeah, you're like the Magnus Apollo. It's the great oracle of Delphi is the Magnus Apollo. And oh. you're like, the, everyone listens to, and we're just like, I, I listen to everyone else's problems and take care of them and stuff. And like, yeah, you're the Magnus Apollo. And it's one of those parties where like this group is just meeting and this group over here are just meeting. And, and so we're meeting all new people at the same time. And everyone thought my name was Magnus, last name Apollo. So the guy's like, wow. that redheaded Greek dude. I'm like, what redheaded <laughs> Greek dude? And they're like, yeah. And, and, uh, and no one called me John growing up. My father's name is John. Everyone had different nicknames for me. So I never had the name John being my name. Um, so it magnets up and it stuck and it just, you know how college is. And then it leaned into it and I just used it as my email address for the first thing for Magnus Apollo. And then Twitter came out and I just kept doing it. So Magnus spawned from Magnus Apollo from being that. So. Yeah. You know, one, I, I couldn't, I don't picture you as John at all. It takes me a second to think <laughs> of that name. I know it exists, Yeah, yeah. but it takes me a second to think of it. And the other guests we have on the line could tell you about my nickname. Hi, Brian. Oh. Hi, Stromy. So I can't realize, I usually have trouble remembering that your actual name is Chris. So yeah. I'm the same way. Stromy. When I say Stromy, I feel like, wait, Lynn's oh, oh, it's Chris, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's like when, when I went through high school, yeah, there were a lot less pleasant nicknames that I got. And Stromy was the one that, one, caught, mm-hmm. and two, one that seemed relatively neutral, which yeah. I was pretty happy with. And yeah. same thing. I mean, there were tons of Chris's. Freshman year of college, I was Chris. My next-door neighbor, Big C, was Chris. The gentleman across the hall was Chris, uh, Hat Chris. Yeah, it's, they always have some weird nicknames. It's always like, and being John, I was always turned to being Big John. Yeah. Like, they was like, oh, you're a Big John? I'm like, I'm not a Big John sort of guy. I mean, I, I, I guess I am. But. I mean, technically, they're, yeah, not, yeah. they're not wrong. They're not wrong, but it's... They're not wrong, but it's not right. Yeah, I was, I was in a group once. Uh, I uh, mean, you, you would have, if you carried around an axe... And you wore flannel Let all the time. Put my axe down over here. <laughs> I think that would be more appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really not that. I mean, I look like I should be wearing flannel. I worked in even a timber mill at one point too, but not a big John. No. Again. So Stromy kept. I, I roomed my freshman year with my with a guy I knew from high school, one of my buddies from high school. And even though by the end of the year we wanted to strangle each other, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we you know the nickname Stromy caught on with kids in my engineering class Mm -hmm. and there were definitely times where during class like we were giving a presentation like oh yeah so i was in a group with i was in a group with brian and jeanette oh and then stromy was in our group and the professor's like who's stromy who are you talking about (laughs) because like they would forget the actual name um and i mean it's my friend group nobody nobody called me chris for i don't know 10 years, 12 mm. years. I don't, if someone said Chris, I mean, it, like I said, there's a lot of Chris's out there. So it's yeah. always Chris, Chris who? Like John is always, oh, John, John who? But right. Stromy, I know Stromy. Well, there's some people, like, it's weird. Like, I, like, we both know, and actually how I originally introduced you was Chris Clemens. Mm-hmm. But he's Chris Clemens in my head. He's exactly. A, he's a full name. He's get the perfect sort of bop, bop, the name. There's a, there's a few people like that that I know, even though, like, whenever I introduce them, mm-hmm. I always say full name. Yeah. And I never say, hey, here's this guy's Chris. I'm like, no, he's Chris Clemens from Clemens. Exploring Upstate. Or yeah, he's got um, a whole thing going for him. Good yeah. title. Yeah, he can bang that out. That absolutely. Way. Or you know, like one of the guys I know, other guys I know from radio, I'm Michael Warren Thomas. 
Oh, that's a good name. That's like it just rolls well. I have never introduced him as Michael mm-hmm. to somebody and say, "Oh, hey, you're you're meeting for the first time. This is Michael Warren Thomas." Yeah, you have to. It's Warren proper. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. The is his last name is it Thomas? Last name or is yes. it Warren Thomas? Okay, it's Thomas. Thomas. Okay. So it's. As um, Adam Wilcox in the Democrat and Chronicle calls him the man with three first names. That's right. That's right. Um, which is very nice of him. <laughs> um, and I think whenever this is out, it's probably coming out soon, but um, the most recent article that Adam wrote in the Democrat and Chronicle about uh, El Divino, a Cuban restaurant on Lyle Ave, mm. I went with him for that. And what, what a cool place. I was glad I was able to introduce him to that place. Oh, nice. And he got to write about in the DNC. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's one of those little spots in the middle of the city that people don't know about and that I'm thrilled. What? You finding a place that people don't know about in the city that's perfect? I, I had, this must be the first time. It's right? very odd. I'm, it's, <laughs> I'm going off brand. My shocked face. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're the best at that. You've, uh, like, you've, uh, thanks to you, uh, I have impressed people by knowing the random little stuff. I mean, I always, I always credit you. I'm always yeah. like, oh, no, Stromy's a guy to check out his podcast check out everything else but it's thanks to you that i like these random small little like oh if you want a good mm-hmm. fill in blank here it's off this beaten path off there and you've made me uh look better thanks to that well so. i appreciate that so before we go off and talk about how great you are oh, oh you're so good um <laughs> let's talk about the places where people can find you because you're a person who is available i am available so well, how, not that I, I i was bought by someone so i'm not available for dating anymore i got purchased oh, so. it's it's hard we only have so much time <laughs> you have, there's so many that. stories yeah, yeah. so first where can people find your work my, and uh you're also you also have your own radio show yes i actually uh you want to find everything about me uh magnus apollo i try to lean into that so at uh on twitter instagram i'm an instagram user i love instagram so uh magnus apollo is the name um, just do a search that way. Uh, like you mentioned, I do have a radio show uh, here on uh, Russia Free Radio. Uh, I've been doing it for a couple years now, two, two and a half years. Uh, it's on Monday nights, 8 p.m., uh, uh, 106.3 FM. Uh, Friday mornings as well. I get a Friday, Friday drive time. Uh, and that's, that's a show. I just get a chance to interview awesome Rochesterians. I want to hear the Rochester experience. I want to have their voices and share them just an hour of their time. So I've been doing that for a while now. And you are kind of you just go, whoever is there, you just talk about whatever kind of they are. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to have a flavor of someone. It's an hour-long show, and it's great because it allows, um, it allows just enough for people... Like, Within 15 minutes, people kind of have their spiel done, and then the real them kind of starts coming out and questioning and stuff. And like, not that it's a bad thing, but no. people are tend to be a um, they're cognizant of what they're thinking and they're worrying about it. And then eventually, and I'm I'm a friendly guy. I love interviewing folks and I love talking to people. And I'm pretty good about getting the real person to come out and chat. And I find by the end of the show, everyone's so excited that we actually chuckle. We're going to turn the just have recordings going on once the hour's done and just do the second hour. Just because people are so excited to just keep talking. We'll sit in the studio for an extra hour after the show just still conversing. So Those are my absolute favorite times. I mean, I love talking when it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best conversations are when we turn the microphones off in the little breaks. Mm-hmm. And you get those things that, one, a lot of times people just don't want recorded because either we're, either we're shit talking or we're... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had those, too. And you know that's what? That's like half of our talks, Stromy. <laughs> at least half. I mean, that's kind of, that is kind of what we do best. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's one of those things that people loosen up, and it's weird. Like, I know you're going to be comfortable behind a microphone because one, you've done a lot of episodes. You're over a hundred now, right? Over a hundred, and I've been in radio. I used to do. Um, I did radio for years and years. I actually had. Uh, I used to sell pre-recorded radio segments um, to terrestrial radio back uh, 2019, uh, uh, 
15 to 20 years ago. It was I'm not I sure. Writing. I knew that. That's where the Mind of Magnus started from originally. Actually, was uh, I did like News of the Weird. I did a short, I did a small segment. That sounds very on brand. Yeah, very much on brand. So I'd find random weird state. Before the internet was much of a solid thing, I would hear these crazy cool stories and I would do just a snippet of this person saw that. And people would send in bizarre like cryptozoology news or something else. <laughs> and I got a kick out of it. It was like coast to coast sort of moments. People sending these quirky stories and tales. And would they play on the overnights or would it just be like whatever they wanted to? Actually, the creepy, kooky, weird story on, you know. It was a morning drive time. I had about 18 different terrestrial radios picked it up at uh, one point. Uh, and it was, um, there was a couple morning shows. Uh, there was a couple back when internet radio was just starting to get going. It was before podcasts wow. was a thing. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and so I had a bunch of radio stations picked me up that way. So so pretty much uh, that's how I got it going that way. It was uh, a fun working on radio that way. It got me into it. I, I used to volunteer a bit. And I was like an interning of sorts on uh, like the radio stations here in Rochester back in the late '90s, um, uh, like uh, CMF back when CMF and all those folks were over on Winton Road, over across from Win Jeff Plaza. Really, stuff. I didn't a, know that. Yeah, those, that white building that if you go across from Win Jeff Plaza and go north a bit on the opposite side of the Win Jeff Plaza, that's where all the radio stations were out of originally, and um, all the morning stuff, ninety four one, ninety six five, all those folks were over on Winton there. Okay, and uh, it was great, but I realized it was a lot of. I watch people get tossed under the bus on the rain. Like I watch people literally set others, the one guy up to be the fall guy for some horrible issue or something else. And I'm like, I can't, I can't be part of this. I don't know, but I love radio. I'm a radio nut. I love it. Yeah. So I did everything I could aside from going into the real, real radio world. So, well, and I think that's something that we have a lot in common. Is like I'm, I'm a real radio nut. I love radio. Love podcasting. Um, it's something I picked up on early in the process. And I still listen to a ton of different shows, mm-hmm. whether it comes to, you know, daily shows, different podcasts. I'm I'm a voracious listener, and it's mm-hmm. something I just couldn't help myself. I had to do something. Yeah, and you're doing it well. I love this rig. I love the, I mean, secondly, I mean, you're the best podcast in Rochester, two years running, and going up for the third. Oh, going up for the third. third. And Look it's, it's going to win. It's Look a, at you, Mr. Show. I appreciate that. Oh, my God. I, I have to. I had to vote for it. I, mean, I put your name in for the first ballot, and then yeah. I already, already voted for you now. And I don't. Wow. I try not to vote too many times for people, but I may, <laughs> I may cheat and do too. Who knows? Vote early. Vote often. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh. God! So not only radio, you've got all sorts of things. You are now a full time, full time creative. Mm-hmm. I work for myself. I'm a full time creative. Uh, barring I have, I work at, I, I do work a day at a store because I want to get myself out of the studio. So I, but I am full time. I choose to do it. Uh, I left the uh, the agency life and the home working li- or the like office sort of life, the stressful thing. Uh, I've been working for myself for um, a little less than a year now, but having blast being a creative, being uh, doing exactly what I want to do at a schedule that I like to do. I pick my clients. I've been working with a lot of different very very things that matter to me. Like today, I was actually working with the Ronald McDonald Charity House. They were doing, actually doing the big gala, so I'm actually helping their big huge uh, gala, which is tomorrow here in Rochester. Uh, I designed the big signs for it. They needed someone that could design. Uh, not only do I do creative stuff, but I like building things. Like I like making props, and I like making sculpture stuff, and I realize I'm a tangible 3D guy as well. And they needed someone to make a big sign that was super light, but everyone else was quoting them like $15,000. I'm like, I got you. Don't worry. So I made this. <laughs> I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, yeah. So I made a ginormous 16-foot-long uh, foam and wire and vinyl sign for them to go there, and they loved it. And so, But I, it's one of the charities. I worked on that. I worked on a bunch of different projects here in the city. It gives me a chance to be creative again and put my creative power to things that matter. So, And also part of the uh, wall therapy project here in mm-hmm. Rochester, which 
when it comes to large art installations, is just one of the coolest things going. Not oh, just great. in Rochester, but anywhere. Anywhere. I love mural work because uh, it's it's available for everyone to see. Like it's you don't have to get a ticket. You just got to show up there. You got to go there. It's open for the public. It's in public spaces. And wall therapy is great. If you if you don't know what wall therapy is, check out walltherapy.com. Or just do a search for wall therapy. Uh, specialized focus in Rochester. That it's a it's a great term that got kind of picked up for hashtags. So sometimes you see a wall therapy hashtag that's not quite wall therapy Rochester, but it is a beautiful project. Uh, it's been this is the seventh year we did it. Um, I actually did marketing and PR for it. That's what my other thing was. I'm not just creative, but I was a marketing and PR guy for years. I uh, worked in agencies and stuff. By the way, every time I talk to you. You tell me another thing that you worked on professionally <laughs> that blows my mind. Yeah, I did. I did marketing. I was a graphic designer, marketing guy. I worked in agencies that way. If you saw my resume, it's great. I even have on my resume. See, the weirdest thing to make trip you up. How many pages is it? Oh, I. Uh, you, anyone? This is the thing. I, as a as a guy, I used to teach the resume class at like Brian Stratton. <laughs> of, yeah, of course, yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. It was it was great. It was. Uh, no one deserves to have more than one page on, the, on a resume. I know. But so mine's only one. I'd just say the graphic designer. How? Yes, to point out. How is it one? From all the stories you've told me, I, I how could you make it one? Uh, it runs vertical and sideways <laughs> and stuff. It's, um, it's four point font. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the when you do four up on a printout piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, my Homer my, Simpson, Poochie, and astronaut. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That is pretty much him. Yeah, I I try. Uh, my my resume is very full. I I pick what I put on there now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, on my resume, if I really want to stretch it out, I have a, a marine biology t- uh, uh, listing on there as well. I was a marine biologist way back in the day. Obviously, yeah, I mean, uh, I was, that I was goes the without re- saying. Yeah, I was in the Red Sea scuba diving. They sent me to the Red Sea to study uh, panda puffers, and the, I, I specialize in puffer fish back in the day. So I'm not sure if you, if everybody in the audience knows this, but uh, Magnus was the trainer for Shamu <laughs> in Free Willy. <laughs> I um, really was. I, I taught him how to jump <laughs> really out of there. I, I'm just I'm just gonna start making up facts that are part of your resume now because it's <laughs> equally as unbelievable as the fact that like, hey, I worked for one of the Big Mac software companies back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, Ambrosia. You didn't realize I worked for Ambrosia. No, because like that for it was like I read about them and I had their software as a kid because I was I was a Mac nerd. Oh yeah, yeah. You're so back like, in the red logo phase back in the day, oh, way man, back I, when I started. I, I was a I was you know we subscribed to Mac World. I was yeah, Mac you know, Addict, Mac World, all oh, those God, Mac yeah. magazines. I mean, that was that was me as a kid. Like in when I was in high school, I mean, these are the things that were important to me. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. Mac PC wars were important to me. Oh, man, that was a legit thing. I was it like, was important oh, oh, Mac, to me. yeah. And I was like, I, I read the magazines. We like, I was a little kid. Like at two years old, we had an Apple IIe at home that I would use. Oh, that's awesome. We had a Mac Plus starting oh, wow. when I was a little kid. I had a. I think I had. I did a Power Max at one point. Uh, the 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 non Mac. It was actually you could install an operating system back in the day. I think I had a sixty five hundred two fifty when I first got going. Sixty five hundred was uh, definitely one of the popular yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, that's what my, I think my my first ones was there. Yeah, so. Centris six sixty. That was the one we had. Oh <laughs> we yeah, had nerd out totally. It was oh, like God, yeah. this is supposed to be a food. I thought. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't talked about food yet. Yeah. Very very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah, but um, I worked for Ambrosia for for fourteen and a half years, give or take. I actually started working with them when I was nineteen. So that's how long ago. And I I loved it. Like I, I recognized the logo on the door once, and I'm like, and people going up, up. It was across the hallway from my design studio I worked at way back in the day, and that's what me. I, I'm a guy that reason I have a long resume is I didn't do the college route. As weird as it sounds, I started doing college. I was a glitch in the system at like the community college I started with, so I swapped over to something else. And within three months of being in college, one of the design professors hired me for her, her company. She's like, I like what you do. I was only 18. Yeah. I was like, do you want to work for me? I'm like, sure, but I want to graduate still. And they're like, okay. So I started working in the design world when I was 18 
And so I've been working in the, in, in the design world for 22 years now. I'm 40 now, and that's been for 22 years, I've already been working in the design field. Wow. So I did, every time I try to go to college, they, they thought it was some sort of ploy, like, okay, here's more money. I'm like, no, no, I want to go to college. Here's more money. And I was like, oh. So I was, I was 21. I was, I, before I turned 21, I was running a department in a, a design studio. Like, I was a head of a department. And I couldn't even drink. Like, they go out drinking. I'm like, I'm only 20. I couldn't even go out to the bar with them. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. Well, I think it's one of those weird things. It's like, I, I know enough people like that mm-hmm. where it's not like they weren't college material. Yeah, I love college. college. I, I'm a, I adore, I, higher education is where my heart really is. I'm a professor-minded person, really. Yeah, and it's you, you're one of those people where it's like, oh, yeah, I could be a professor, but being like, they just never ended up doing that yeah, kind of thing. I really know plenty not. of people like that where they're just... I don't know. You're you're one of those people where I use the term honestly, and I think it's accurate. It is you're a Rochester Renaissance man. I love it. I, you said that the other day at our what, the 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 next core event, and I'm like, yeah, I, I called me a Renaissance man. Oh my gosh! And I think for it's for for someone who is as well versed in any number of different topics, I I find that it's one of those things again where we got along really well. Is you, there is no. There's no topic where I've been uncomfortable to talk to you about it. I love different topics because and I know you have something. And if on I a don't topic. have something, you tell me more. Like I, I, I have a quest to learn. I have a goal every day to meet someone new and learn something different. That's all. That's my whole life to try to lead it. Talk about your walking philosophy. <laughs> Fat guys die young. I guess that's my walking <laughs> philosophy. Uh, well, my philosophy. I, I like getting out and walking, and I, I also hide art. One of the things I enjoy doing is that my philosophy. Is I don't know. You, it seems like you're you're a walking guy, and you just love doing. Well, it. I like getting out. I like seeing things, uh, and I also realized I don't see a lot of people like I don't see a lot of ninety-year-old men my size. So I got to be healthier, you know. So uh, I I started walking, and I've walked. I haven't walked in every street in Rochester, but I've went through a lot of Rochester. Uh, I know there was a woman that was on Evan Dawson's show like last year that had walked out every single street. It was Rochester. a good episode. I enjoyed yeah. that one. Yeah, it was great. And she didn't really want to push for it. She's like, I just did it for. She wasn't trying to make be a notoriety about it. And I've done something kind of similar. I just kind of stroll around. I pick different areas. And I've been hiding art, like small canvases to even big canvases now. Um, and I've been doing that for years. I've hidden hundreds of paintings uh, all over Rochester, different cities. Every time I go now, and people know I do it. And uh, if I post it, I, I, I stop posting it because I like having this kind of private. It's something I kind of do myself. Like, I don't share it. People yell at me, like, you don't share it on Instagram. I don't know. It seems like kind of fun to kind of leave it someplace and then drift away and see if it comes back, you know. But yeah, my my, I love walking. I love seeing the city, and I like seeing the city at kind of a walking pace. You always see the detail work. And well, and um, you're not you're never shy about talking to people, oh, which is no, one yeah. of those things that I've always I love. I enjoy doing. I just like talking to people mm-hmm. generally. I think you take a step beyond what <laughs> I do typically. <laughs> Probably. I don't know if it's a healthy thing or not. <laughs> but I have no problem. I uh, I have no problem in like talking to anyone uh, because I generally like people. I I I the older I get, the less I like people. I like individuals. I guess they're kind of. Spunky. I was gonna say like that's kind of the opposite of Brian. Who hates everybody? Uh, and I, hi, Brian. I feel bad. We haven't even chatted a whole lot. I've been rambling over here. Uh, I just hate everybody equally. It's it's okay. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna bring Brian on. We're we're gonna take the second half of our show today. This is gonna be pretty food light, to be honest. We'll yes. talk about food. I, actually, we're enjoying the wine. By the way, this is very oh good yeah. Wine. So, um, yeah, we are we are enjoying this episode of the Food About Town podcast. Is brought to you by Herman J. Weimer Vineyard mm. on the west side of Seneca Lake. Herman J. Weimer, known for Rieslings, and this is a fine vintage. This is the 2016 dry Riesling. It's very good. 
I yeah, was, for for dry reason, very full flavored. Yeah, I was. I, I saw I pulled a bottle out. I'm like, I like a Riesling, and poured it in there. And I smelled it nice, and it is finishing well. Like I'm trying to smack my lips on the radio. I'm trying to be nice about it. So, nom, nom, nom. yeah. So it's um one. I always like talking about what we're drinking because I think it's an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Finger Lakes wines is an important thing for me, mm-hmm. and this place has really. I mean, a lot of Finger Lakes wines are very. Um, they can be a bit um, austere. So, you know, maybe a little bit on the lighter, brighter side. Mm-hmm. While this, um, I do prefer to drink my wines, my white wines closer to room temperature. Yeah, yeah. A little bit chilled, but not much. Mm-hmm. But the, mm, this one definitely has a lot of those, you know, stone fruit. A lot of yes. stone fruit aromas. The You get a little bit of the pit with that bitterness, but mm-hmm. the rest of it, even though it is a dry wine, this has a lot of fruit characteristics too. It's probably later harvest. Yeah, I that see, I'm learning so much. I was wondering. It definitely has a nice sweet sort of going in there. It, yeah, I didn't expect to be as like I expected more of a the dry kick. And yeah, this is this is nice. this is a different. There's a different generation of producers. Obviously, Weimer is a more heritage producer here in Rach- in the Finger Lakes region, but they still keep with a lot of traditional techniques. So they're doing natural fermentation. You get a different roundness with that. You know, the slower fermentation provides a different end product. Yeah. So you get something maybe a little differently flavored. And I think they're just one of the top producers in our region for Rieslings. And the red wines are really good, too. Nice. Um, try. I, great I, value I, on most I of I think I've had, I've had one of their stuff before. I recognize the bottle. I can't play, don't remember I had last, but yeah. I remember being good before, too. And so cheers mm. to the team over at Herman J. Weimer. Heck yeah. Mm. Well done. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to make it last. I was like, this is really yummy. Like, In virtual pro- thumbs up. Yeah, you're, you're drinking scotch anyways. Yeah. I, I'm not sending you Riesling in the mail for, just for the podcast. I mean, if you sent me a Gewurz demeanor, I'd be fine with that too. Oh, I grabbed another bottle of that Bloomer Creek um, natural Gewurz demeanor. Excellent. Please don't open it yet. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll crack one next time you get here. It was just fantastic. Anyways... So let's talk more about Magnus. Oh, da da da. So, man, what 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 is left? Oh, how did I eventually meet you? So mm-hmm. I, I I think I originally met you at the Maker Fair in Rochester wow. in person. So we may have communicated online. That I think you're right. My gosh, I think we met in person at the Maker Fair in our um, illustrious. Downtown Convention Center. Yeah, we did. Um, I, I'd seen you online. I think we may have like commented back and forth. Yeah, we, on we've the commented on different things, and because we had you have you have a similar sense of humor that I have, which is a uh, rare thing. I have to say that like, you and I both laugh at the similar sort of stuff. I think. I think generally, I may laugh at other people's misfortunes more than you. Well, I, I laugh at the inside. I don't do so much at the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had a doozy the other day that I'm not going to bring up on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you in the break. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think that's where we met, and Chris Clemens had ta- told me about you. Mm-hmm. And Started off by that son of a bitch. Uh, as always, it's yeah, pretty yeah. typical. No, that's what I figured he'd say about me. So yeah. uh, I love Chris Clemens. <laughs> Chris, Chris is an amazing guy. I, I like He's living a great adventure life. I'm glad I'm part of it. And I hope when he has his autobiography, I do a couple cameo appearances. Like yeah, that would be through. nice, yeah. because he's got enough. Already, yeah. and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just I'm just tourism for upstate New York." I don't know, just, well, he's I, like uh, on my own. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a completionist, and I think he's gonna one of the few guys ever complete New York. Like whatever that yeah. entails, he's gonna somehow complete. I'm everything. finishing it. He's finished it. Yeah, it's he's finished it. it. So, so uh, we met there, and mm-hmm. you know, we've been we've been 
talking on and off since then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a little more actively recently, which is good. I feel good about that. Oh, good. That, that chasing your way. It's like, oh, we're talking more now. Good. Yeah. Um, Dry we, heave. We, we did an episode of your show. Mm-hmm. Which was um, great. Oh, my gosh. I learned so much. I, I wrote down so many notes about what to eat that day. Oh, and everyone, I, I'm a food guy. Yeah, so what, let's it. talk. Let's talk about food for a second. Good. Just Should because it's technically a food, food show. Yeah. Um, so, of the places, not you know, to my own horror, but of the places I've talked about, what are the places you found that you love, either in the city or otherwise? Like, what are the places my, you end up? My at? Uh, well, first off, I'm horrible with names, so I'm going to like it's give okay. you the locations, and you'll follow. I'll, I'll be able me. to figure it out. Uh, the uh, the gas station burrito. Uh, the, oh, good old Itacante oh on the God, west yes, side. West side. I after we talked about that, the next week or week after whatever it was, I just jumped in the car and and found it, and I was loved it. Uh, it was just. I I walked in there and I'm like, this is exactly how I described it. Like it seemed like my the imagination was exactly the spot on. Had a blast with that. Um uh actually we talked about uh the what's on Main Street, the uh Olia it's Ola the uh, it's Puerto Rican. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I think it's oh I don't remember the name, but yeah, it's yeah. Costa Culver. Yeah, Col- Costa Culver, it is a Puerto Rican place. Yeah. Um I think it's like Ola Criollo, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. We um, talked about it briefly, and I, I was, I was going to head there anyway, and that was one of the spur to make me finally go over to that point. I think you yeah, mentioned it or something. Yeah, it's another, it's another accessible Puerto Rican place. There's not a lot of um, – this one's very convenient to you know, the east side neighborhoods of Rochester. Which I lived over there, what it, what it was. I was going from there, actually going from there to the radio station. I'm like, I need to stop in here first. It was so good. Yeah, so the another one over in that area I'm going to give you is there's a Jamaican place right in that same area mm-hmm. on the other side of the street. Really? Really solid. Not nice. all the way to everything is good down near Richmond. Yeah, yeah. But this one's closer to Culver. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name. I'm not sure they have a name. <laughs> but it's a Jamaican restaurant on the left hand side. Oh, I love a good Jamaican. Nice, uh, nice family place. Yeah. Uh, I, really I didn't realize it. I li- would like goat as much as I did in my life. Like Ooh. a d- goat when it's done well, I was. I love me some curried goat. Yes, is it great? Right now? I mean, curry goat's kind of it's one of the premier things at a Jamaican restaurant. Yeah. Yep. I think curry textri- goat or anything that's habanero jerk based. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went to I went to what I can I think is the best jerk in uh, Rochester. Actually, um, it's at the place called People's Choice. I know the name. I never. It's yeah. over on Brooks, just a little bit away from the airport. Okay. So instead of going when you get off at uh, Brooks, instead of going towards the airport, you go the other way. Oh, okay. It's like two minutes away from the exit. Really. And it's fantastic. Have you, uh, what do you know? Uh, know the name? Excuse me. I oh, it is talking. People's Choice. People's Choice. Yeah, I went to I went to their old location, which was on Chile Ave. It was a room with a window, and that was it <laughs> inside. Um, and this one is you know a nicer nicer establishment. Uh-huh. Um, they got tables inside, but we went in, and man, that jerk was outstanding. That's awesome. I do. Um, I didn't realize I liked jerk. Don't don't laugh at me on don't laugh at me over on the Skype there. Google, I've, I've, Google Hangouts. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to be nice about the jerk, like the, the best, best jerk. Oh, the best jerk in Rochester. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you looked over at me. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I'll let it go. I'm trying to be responsible. Brian, Brian's here. laughing on the Hangouts. I'm not sure why you're laughing. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't worry. Keep talking about that. Uh, no, I didn't realize uh, jerk seasoning. I never I never somehow encountered it growing up. It's only been since like my mid 30s on. I've actually had really good like uh, uh, just that like I, I have to say. Wh- I think one of the first places I tried it was. Um, 
the uh, jerk wings at uh, when Jeff Plaza bring it back in that way over uh, was that uh, what's the the bar that's there? I don't know actually. Um, I know what you're talking about. Not yeah, the distillery, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, and the Jeff Plaza, there is oh, I can't get over. I forget the name. I'm horrible with names. I should warn everyone. Quimby's. Quimby's. Yeah, JB. Quimby's. I'm not sure why I know that, but uh, thank I'm goodness right. I'm about to pull my phone out. Uh, <laughs> but Quimby's actually one of the best places I like in Rochester for wings. I used to love uh, the. Um, the uh, on Main Street used to be the flip side had some of the best wings I'd ever encountered in my life, uh, and they closed up a couple years back, and now it's the I think it's Stout, or maybe closing again. Oh now. yeah, yeah. I, I know they've been. It's a tough location. Yeah, yeah. Well, Flipside was there for years. I loved the, the Flipside at one point. That was one of my favorite little hidden gems because the woman who run it uh, ran that thing. Her daughter went to culinary school, and at that point in time, her the daughter and the boyfriend both with the culinary school and they had nothing to do in a kitchen to do it in so they'd show up and they're like we're just making crazy stuff so it was this beautiful thing and their wings they would just go nuts and crazy and just make the best flavors ever and they closed up i've been questing for the next best wings in rochester and quimby's can really pull off some great wings nice so, yeah and i think i think i love i love jerk seasoning and it's one of those things when you go and you get to try it, all the traditional restaurants here mm-hmm. in town you get a great feel for it because yeah. each place does it slightly differently. And that's what, and I'm now I'm realizing that what true jerk flavoring is, I it has changed me. Now I look for it when I'm traveling or something else. So like I, I even like uh, jerk cut, whatever the um, two, uh, what's it, the other natural name? vibes, natural vibes too, yeah. natural vibes. Yeah, the uh, that that place has some of the best jerk the chicken and seasoning on that. I I'm impressed with. So yeah, I remember their original location again off of Chai Ave, which I can say again about a lot of. Jamaican places here in Rochester that have moved. Many of them used to be located on Chile Ave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember going to their original location. I haven't been into that one yet, to be honest. Been there for a while now. I went there when it first opened up. Uh, just I want to support anyone if they're moving in. And I used to live over in that neighborhood. Okay. Uh, not quite in the neighborhood, but I lived on that side of Culver up towards like Merchant's Culver area. And uh, they moved in and I want to support them. And they, they were still like, they're still painting the walls pretty much. They were still working away on it, but. It's been great. I've been a couple couple different times back there. Brought friends, um, friendly staff, just nice in there. It was clean. Just uh, super excited. We were the only people in there. At first, I thought we were closing. They're like, no, no, come on in. So we had the entire place to ourselves. People just, you know, doting on us. So they're probably it's helped. great, isn't it? It happens with you all the time. Every time we had meal, everyone's like nervously talking. Oh my God, Toby's here. We gotta get it right. <laughs> I looked over. We went to uh, Atlas the last time we went, which oh, I love Atlas. That's, that was great. Atlas eats such a great restaurant. Yeah. But I remember looking at the kitchen staff and they're all like all preparing the plate and being all the nervous <laughs> about it. I'm like, I, I forget who I'm with that they're like, Stromy's here. We got to get this thing just right. And it was amazing in there. But I get to, to see the people doting on Stromy, which is great. It was a great evening. And I love that place. And for anybody that hasn't gone, it's still the best value in fine dining in Rochester. Yeah. I think they're now, the price now is $49 yeah. service included yeah. per person. Still for a great. five course meal. It's a steal and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's something, if, if that was any other part of the world, that'd be, you know, four times that price. Yeah. Easy. It's I great. Mean, it, uh, it's, and we had a blast. That was, I mean, even though we ordered more stuff because we just wanted more and more things, even with that, all the extra stuff, it was a perfect evening. So Yeah, really enjoyable. Um, any any other weird food food places you've been? Not weird. I just shouldn't use the term weird. Because people I, say weird to me all the time. It's just something people seem to do. I guess, well, so. it's it's one of those like also I've I've taken it on myself. I don't know why I did this, 
I don't use the term ethnic restaurant anymore. Mm-hmm. I try to call them culturally diverse restaurants. Good. I'm um, always curious how to say it because it's sort of like ethnic food. It seems weird, like a slight insult. Almost. I think it is, and I, yeah. I've I've chosen not to use that anymore. Good. Okay. I don't talk about it a lot, but I've chosen not to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's. So what's it, your preferred term? I, I've been using culturally diverse. Culturally diverse. Um, but you know, it's hard to call them. I can just call them by their names usually, mm-hmm. just because I'm. You know, I can define all the different genres and all those things, but yeah, yeah. I try not to use the term anymore. I don't think it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. No, it, it makes sense. I, it's always it never set well on my uh, when I say it. So yeah, I think that was why. Yeah, yeah I'm just, glad I needed to change it up. So you've changed my life. Thank you. Oh, already. look at that! Isn't that thing? <laughs> um, uh, but it, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of unusual, weird sort of ideas. I still try to find this. Actually, I've been on the quest uh, this past year trying to find like. Um, small, uh, like like I said, actually, I was trying to find best wings and chicken of all things, like fried chicken, anything else. And I have been sent to every gas station chicken place I can think of in Rochester. I've been trying to at least, and mm. there's a zillion of them out there. Uh, all, oddly enough, some of the best fried chicken for like the gas station is that nine 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 marked over on the south wedge there at yeah, the edge the of the wedge. Gregory, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there and I happened to just explain what I was doing, and they were like, "You doing what? Oh my god!" And they start tossing stuff. I mean, try this, try this, try this, try this. And I'm like, I walked out with a bag, and I'm like, first they'd be trying to nice to me, then they realized like I walked out with a forty dollar bag, and like this white guy's a fool. Give them with everything they can. Yeah, and the chicken was phenomenal. I was I was very impressed by that. Have you done BC's chicken coop in Webster yet? I have done. Oh, nice, I, yeah, good. Yeah. I, it was very good. I uh, was sent there on advice from a friend of mine. Uh, I will go back. I, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, chicken, chicken's a tough one. Fried chickens. There's a lot of different genres of it. Yeah, that's what I, that I, I'm learning this. I didn't realize that fried chicken's just kind of fried chicken. Get straight to that way. Uh, it's like I'm a fan of drier chicken. I don't, I don't want to have interesting. Yeah, I don't want to have too super moist. It, Wait, wait, think, wait, wait, wait. You said drier fried chicken? Yeah, yeah not, not, I don't want the center being uh, mushy. Like, I, I want to have it, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's not, um, I don't know. Uh, I know it's weird to say. I, 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 I never like my chicken super, super, like. You don't like that moisture. Not too much. You don't I, like the moisture. I, I think it has a texture feeling to me. It's kind of a, mm. it's, it's like, every time I have something kind of a moist chicken, I worry if it's been cooked enough. It could be my my family raised me weird. I yeah, know. I was going to say, like, when like when Brian and I talk about fried food, we always want to see, like, like buttermilk brined and all these things. Or, or depending on which, uh, which kind of restaurant you go to, you, you can have... The Korean fried, the the real KFC Korean fried chicken. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. No, I mean, not I don't even have it like dry, like board dry. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't. I don't like having it like. There's a weird texture when when fried chicken is super super moist. When I bite into it, it feels like there's a plastic rubbery feel that my brain instantly goes to raw chicken. I know it's not, but it's I think over, my brain yeah, is it's just probably something that's been over brined. Oh, so okay. that that's pretty typical in a lot of um, you know chain restaurants and restaurants that you know aren't using maybe the best of ingredients they will heavily brine the chicken because mm-hmm. that engages that liquid. It's kind of if you buy like the the turkeys they sell for like a dollar a pound at Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. those are all brined to hell. Yeah. So the texture on them is so weird because all this water has been infused. Maybe that's it. That, it's probably exactly what I don't like is that exact thing right there. Yeah, and it, it's pretty common, unfortunately, yeah. because really they're substituting water for flavor. So find a restaurant that wouldn't brine chicken. You, I take care of that problem I've been trying to get to rid of. To a certain level. Okay. So yeah. a good amount of brining is great. Okay. 
excessive brining gotcha. is mushy and waterlogged. Excessive brining. I'm learning so much tonight. Or if they're dry that. brining, all the better. But we're not going to cover dry brining in the time. Tune we in have next here. time for dry brining. Tune in next time. <laughs> Learn how to put salt on things and make it delicious. <laughs> I can do that. My doctor yeah. will like it, but I can do that. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to do one more thing before we go to break. Okay. And you're going to tell the story about how you got bought. <laughs> uh, because it's a, one, it's a great story. It's a great, it's a great and it does story. illustrate, again, the kind of situations that a man such. As Magnus gets into, <laughs> yeah, my uh, my story of uh, being bought. I have, I have an owner. I, I call her, which she doesn't like me saying. It's probably insensitive <laughs> to, I don't know. But uh, I was actually purchased. Uh, my girl, current girlfriend. We've been like my current girlfriend, the one I adore and love. I'll say this right now. She is, but amazing. she is also the current one. She is the very current one. She's uh, hopefully the last one. I like this one a lot. So. Um, we, uh, I like I donate my time. I, I, I do a lot of charity work, and uh, there is a lovely thing called the uh, Gildas Club. Uh, the Gildas Club is based on um, Gilda Radner. Uh, you know, it was actually Gene Wilder set up this event, uh, this whole group to support uh, families dealing with cancer, not just people with the cancer you know, patients, but that. Um, and so Gildas uh, Gildas Club have a Gildas Bachelor auction every year, and actually it's coming up. It's going to be coming up again here soon. Uh, but uh, I was volunteering my time, raising money. I was and I was processing this whole idea about raising money for uh, a charity, and then I kind of realized that I'm being bought as well. So fast forward, I got auctioned off, and this amazing woman bought me. Uh, and uh, we had met briefly once, um, maybe twice if you technically count it, kind of bumping through things. But and um, the uh, we uh, sure enough, I got bought <laughs> off of a uh, an auction block for a charity. There's a receipt with that says quantity one with a f- my photo next to, it, which I think is amazing. That's just fantastic. But, yeah, yeah, it was for a Gildas Club. Uh, we raised a bunch of money for him. Um, but yeah, we yeah, she actually bought me, and we'd pass, like I said we crossed paths once before on. Um, so you know, and this is a quick jump back to the future when in, he jumps forward in the future in twenty what uh, December twenty October twenty first twenty fifteen when mm-hmm. he jumps in thirty years in the future. I had hosted a party at the Lux uh, Lux Bar in uh, in Henrietta, of course, in, in, in Southwedge, and uh, I had an art opening happening the week before, so I was trying to make a big event and sell artwork and stuff. But I I love Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies, and uh, so I did a whole big event there, and we literally briefly met as we're standing outside. We're both in costume, and someone goes, "Hey, turn and smile," and I literally am like talking, like I just just met her, just like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Yeah, and we turn and take a picture. So we have a photo of the exact moment we ever met. And then fast forward like five months later, she buys me. She's like, he seemed really cool. I'm going to spend my money on that guy. And we hit it off instantly. We were texting. To, for, so when you get auctioned off for a bachelor auction, they also give you a package of things. So like you have a, a meal. People donate. Like there's gym memberships. Oh, that's and, awesome. So when you buy stuff, you're not just buying a guy in a random date. You're, you're going to get like 400 bucks worth of stuff in a bag usually. There's a lot of stuff to be oh, had. People great. donate things, food, drinks, uh, other and so you also get a nice meal as well. So you don't, it's not out of anyone's pocket. The, so uh, we were given a uh, first date for Grappa over in. And, oh, nice. And nice. We're looking forward to it. So we're setting up a first date. We're texting back and forth, and we just hit it off. We had the first text session is like two and a half hours. So me being the baller that I am, I actually, like, you know what? Let's hold the big date for date number two. Let's. Oh, that's a strong move. Yeah, yeah I thought so. I'm like, because then we'll be, we'll be nervous and dr- fancy dress. Let's just go to a cool place, get some good food. So I think we went to Genesee Brew House because we wanted to be outside and check the I scene I mean, the out. view of the High Falls. That, that's hard, what it was. Hard that, to beat. Yeah, exactly. I want to take and 
enjoy that. Uh, and then fast forward, she's a person that hadn't tried a lot of food yet. Like she had not had Indian food yet. Oh man! So we're talking the first date. I have to mention like I love Indian food. She's like, we never had that. I'm like, well, we got to go to Indian food before we go to the next date. <laughs> so our second date now for Indian food. And then we mentioned something else, Korean. She never had Korean. So the third date, fourth date, uh, we ended up using our first official date for our one year anniversary. We went to Grappa oh. on that. So yeah, so I got bought uh, for uh, for charity. Uh, so. My uh, my going around, I'm, I'm valued at four hundred dollars. My street value. Apparently. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I've never been valued at four hundred dollars. That's pretty good. I'm waiting to see if your wife is nodding her up or down in the other room. No, she, she's <laughs> shaking her head. I don't even have to see it. <laughs> she didn't have to buy me. She just showed up at curling, and I was there. I'm like, yeah, fine. That seems like a decent idea. Yeah. So yeah, I was <laughs> I was purchased. I was. It's really nice. It was a great great event. Uh, it raises a lot of money. I think they raised like forty thousand dollars last year for it, and it's a group that makes a difference to those dealing with cancer. I mean, even if you're like, your mom has cancer, you're just stressed, call up. They, they are there to help out. They'll work through stuff. They'll, I mean, I think they even give rides to people if they need a ride to a, like your treatment or something else. They're wow. there to take care of you. Because it was set up, Gene Wilder watched uh, Gilda Radner, Radner pass away through cancer, just watched the, what it did to her. And he, I mean, such a such a vibrant personality too. Yeah, yeah, and he watched a woman fade away, and he said he couldn't deal with that anymore. So it's really, if you ever get a chance to listen to some of the stuff that Gene Wilder said about uh, the, what the cancer and that, you can see a man who's who's spent a life being charismatic and and funny, and he's trying to talk about a serious topic, and it moved it, as powerful of a man he was for humor was how he it mattered to him for helping others dealing with this horrible thing that he encountered. So I'm actually I'm very intrigued to go watch some of that because one of my absolute favorite actors and you know mm. he's he was always very dedicated you could tell his dedication and oh yeah and it shows there it definitely shows there yeah just some youtube videos of him just being interviewed being interviewed by various groups and stuff so pretty good. awesome man all right so now i think we're going to take our first break and we're going to come back and uh lighten the mood a little bit and talk about a genre of movies that has become an important thing to me and we'll see if it rings true to anybody else we'll be right back. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode so far with Magnus Champlin. Uh, stay tuned for another episode coming soon with my good friend Chris Clemens from exploringupstate.com. Uh, we talked about our road trip on Route 31 all the way out to Lewiston that we took recently. Had a really good time. And uh, we went bounced around a bunch of different towns, tried a bunch of different food, uh, visited a few different sites. So stay tuned for the episode soon and an accompanying post on exploringupstate.com. And now, back to Magnus. And we're back with Magnus from At Magnus Apollo, Mind of Magnus on Rochester Free Radio, 106.3 FM, Monday nights, 8 p.m., Friday drive time. Mm-hmm. Did I get everything right? Yeah, that and more. We'll oh, say. that and more. <laughs> that and more. I, have no idea what to, I, I can never put myself, I don't have an elevator speech for myself. It's always like long-winded rambles. If you're here in Rochester and you don't know him, I'm not sure you're really here in Rochester. <laughs> there, um, yeah, there's uh, what's the artist. Uh, there's a guy Shoebox. He's a he's a comedian, uh, music person, and he's like, I don't believe anything happens in Rochester unless you're actually there. So if I don't show up, it doesn't really exist. It gives me a lot of guilt, I guess. Just like I don't believe Rhode Island exists. <gasps> really? No, I've I've driven through what they call Rhode Island. I'm not <laughs> sure it exists really, though. <laughs> I think the signs are more just trying to fool people just in that people. there's an extra state there. Yeah. We need 50, just for the added up days. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, So we're back to talk about, not food again. Um, (laughs) uh, We're here to talk about movies for a little while. And Magnus, you are are a movie man. 
I do. I am a movie guy. I've been doing. Uh, I, I did it every week. It was a thing called Film Fail. Uh, I've been, I watch bad movies with friends, and it's but it has to be good bad movies. It has to be enjoyable. It has to be movies that a sincere attempt to make a film and it kind of falls short. I think so, that makes a big difference. Doesn't it really it? is. Sincerity really helps. Uh, I, it's hard to laugh at someone if they're laughing already at themselves. And um, I, I enjoy a movie that is sincerely trying. And I'm forgiving of films. I've watched a lot of movies that I, you can't watch them alone because they're that bad. But yeah, I'm a movie guy. I enjoy movies. Uh, and I've always been uh, uh, like I don't watch a lot of television, but I sit down at least once or twice a week. I'll sit down and watch a good movie. So, so when it comes when it comes to bad movies, so let let let's bring out like a a specific movie making house that makes bad movies like purposely asi- bad. Like, like Asylum is the one who does like uh, Sharknado, and they do a lot of stuff those sort of things. Right. So I think those are a bit too winky yeah, for yeah. my taste. But, there, but I mean, there's, there's a few of ones that aren't bad from Asylum because they they toss. It's an opportunity for a movie uh, person, a first time director, first time actors. So there's a handful of movies made by Asylum Films that aren't that bad. I mean, there's like uh, Nazis at the Center of the Earth, which stars I think Jake Busey in that. Oh, nice. There's a Mecca, a fetus eating eating Mechlin. Hitler, yeah, fetus eating Mechler Hitler. I can't say that very fast, um, but it it was done by a lot of people, first time people and actors who had a little bit of experience under their belt. So it's weird, some weird CGI effects, but I it, would imagine it, it's, it's probably a, not polished CGI. No, no, no. <laughs> Mecha Hitler did have a bit of a good look to him until he saw the face of Hitler kind of fell apart there. It just didn't work. It didn't quite yeah. work. Yeah, it was early CGI. That, I mean, until there though, everything yeah, it, it worked. Was amazing that part. So when it, when it comes to like, I mean, trauma films, I'm assuming you're mm-hmm. you're a man of you wouldn't. I, I enjoy a good trauma film. Uh, there's some actually horrible trauma films from Rochester. Actually, if you didn't know, yeah, I was talking to uh, Casey. Bowker, who's the mm-hmm. rock connoisseur, he actually was in the one that was filmed in Buffalo briefly. Uh, that uh, chicken, poultry, the, poultry guys. Yeah, I have friends that Boy, are actors. Boy, that one's there. really, really, really bad. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Uh, we actually watched the whole thing, Carrie and I. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's Ron Jeremy in it too. Yeah. yeah, I mean that didn't help. No, no, Poultry Geist. Uh, that's actually his not other bad. film work is much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy here, uh, low budget films in Rochester. It's called Low Budget Films, actually. Um, and he did such a bad movie. Uh, he had, there's a, a series in Rochester called Teen Ape, which don't look it up. Don't Te- it's, Teen Ape. Teen Ape. It's a very cheap mask, and there's a shtick going on. It's from like early 2000s. But uh, one of our film fails, when I do film fails, I'll bring in people to kind of ad- announce and talk the film, like present it. And I brought the special <laughs> effects guy from these movies in to present the film. Yeah. And we just listened to him talk. It was, it was a bad movie. It was so bad that Troma asked for their money back. Wow, yeah, that's impressive. Troma gave you five thousand dollars for a movie. They yeah. always will fund a movie, th- and it's got to turn out to be a real movie. And they watched the movie and they demanded their money back. <laughs> that's really saying something. Yeah, yeah. There's people that I've seen from that movie that I don't talk to in real life. That's how bad it was. Like, I, a friend was trying, like, like, it's like I have a roommate. You should meet her. She's really great. And I met her. I'm like, oh no, she was in a teenage movie. I can't do this. And just walked out the door. Priorities. The question is: the sequel better than the original? Oh, all four or five of those things—they're rough. Yeah, he has a couple. uh, Filthy McNasty, which sounds like a porn, but it's actually not. The local Rochester Bay film. It has like special effects makeup from uh, Spencer's, like all the Halloween costumes. The best of the best. It's really funny. Oh, so Uh, Brian, what what's your favorite bad movie? I try not to watch bad movies, but oh come on, bad movies anyway. So let's see, favorite bad. It'll come back to me. Come back to me. I need to okay. think about this one. So I'm going to introduce. So one of the reasons I was really happy that Magnus was coming over today is I've been 
recently obsessed with a certain kind of movie. And I, I don't remember exactly why. I think it comes a lot from my childhood, from the kind of movies I watched with my dad when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, nominally, one of the big ones being Under Siege. So Under Siege being Steven a Steven Seagal, Seagal movie. Yes. And one where, you know, he's, you know, Steven Seagal often plays an expert in martial arts. Yes, he And actually, this, yeah. this movie is no exception. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this film, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about this film. It's, you know, a masterpiece in my mind. Basically, he's a cook on a ship. Bad guys take over the ship. And because they take over the ship, he was just a cook. And now he has to come back and he has to kill everybody. And for me, that movie genre, and it is a genre, that's the one I want to talk about today, is my definition, is a person who was the best had left on their own accord and due to extraordinary circumstances, they're back in and they have to kill everybody. That's awesome. I know it's it's a hard. I need to narrow that down to a shorter no, description. No, it's actually good. I mean, it, it's you know, guy pulled back in has to kill everyone. That's that's pretty good. I mean, you can. Yeah, and I think it sounds like the, it sounds like one of the lines from The Godfather Three. You know, I'm trying to get out, but they pull me right back in. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not sure that one counts. Did, did he kill everybody? No, yeah, the killing everyone. That's oh. one that was tough because I had a lot of uh, in the movies list. I have I have few that are definitely going out and killing a lot of folks, but killing everyone or just killing a few. Well, I killing a lot, I think, is justifiable. Okay, yeah. So I, I think we I think we can count those. So before we go into movies that are definitely part of this genre, okay, um, I want to talk about some movies that aren't part of the genre. Just teasing so, us with that first part. <laughs> yeah, I think so because there's there's a lot of movies so. It's definitely a subset of the revenge genre of movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, great revenge movies like, you know, like Old Boy or those kind of movies. Even like, you know, it's these are these revenge movies. You know, somebody was wronged and they have to go back and, you know, get somebody who was, um, you know, who was, you know, they were wronged and they need to take, take revenge. Doesn't necessarily count unless they were the best before. Yeah, yeah. Like the prototype for this movie now is John Wick. Oh yeah, John Wick being one of my absolute favorite movies, it's pretty much perfectly part of this genre, because he was out. He had married his fantastic wife, and these stupid Russians came and killed his dog, and stole and, his car, and stole his car, and he had to go back in, and he had to kill everybody, <laughs> and he really did it very well. Um, the other movie that's it was also another recent movie, Taken, is a great example of this style of movie. Now, it falls into revenge, mm-hmm. but he was the best because they took his daughter. A special set of skills. And he had a very special set of skills. <laughs> and he had to kill everybody. Yeah. And he did. That was actually a great film. I got a kick out of uh, Taken. Uh, it, and even Taken 2, they... Uh, uh, they they wrote it well enough to start off where the second one the first one kind of ended. I'm always nervous with sequels because I thought the first one was pretty good. Yeah, I think I think they fell off precipitously. Yeah, yeah. After like, the I first think, one, it's like it, oh, it, yeah. it starts well and then it goes like the best part of the yeah. movie is how they they knitted it well into the oh oh no oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those those being my big ones, mm-hmm. um, other movies that don't count. You know, movies I love like Die Hard doesn't count. He was just pulled in for a, his vacation was ruined. His right? vacation was ruined, but he was an active cop, cop so he yeah. was just doing his job. Yeah, yeah. He was just happened to been there. Yeah. You know. No, still one of my favorite movies. Disqualified from this genre. Say so, no. Did you see him yelling at his roast about how Die Hard is not a Christmas movie? 
one, he's wrong. I know. He's like, stop talking. We're, we're, we're for you. We're voting for you, Bruce. Oh, no, I mean, the fact that he, I mean, he's a curmudgeon for one. Yeah, yeah. He's generally unliked by everybody mm-hmm. except for his movies. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Die Hard is definitively a Christmas movie. The fat so. boys are in it singing about Christmas. <laughs> really much so. I'm pretty sure it's a Christmas movie. Oh, my God. Totally. Um, Jack Reacher. You know, mm-hmm. one of the newest Tom Cruise movies where, but he was a professional and he wasn't out. He did, he did help to take people down. He did kill a lot of people, mm-hmm. but he wasn't out. And I think that's, for me, that's a big part of this. The person has, has to, to be, be out. Has to be out, but he also has to kill a lot of people. Like, so in this rule, uh, example, so uh, was it like Men in Black 2 where Kay, like the first movie, he's like retired and goes out, and then what? A handful of years later, they bring him back. Does he count in this universe? Does he? I mean, the part where he was out and he's kill, brought back. That's yes. fair, but he doesn't do the the killing. But he doesn't doesn't kill a lot of people. Okay, okay, it is now, curious. I was pref- trying to figure lo- logic out. See, yeah, no, I think it's important. So now, when I say everybody, I think it's better if it's everybody, <laughs> okay. but I think a lot of people counts mm-hmm. over fifty percent. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. like a lot of people. So another movie that, you know, movies like um, one that was sort of partway th- was Escape from New York. Ooh, nice. So he was out, but the problem is he was out because he was in prison because he was a bad guy. Gotcha. So he didn't go out on purpose. He was removed. He was removed because he did something wrong. Gotcha. So I'm not sure it officially counts. He did go back and kill a lot of people. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think it doesn't hold your, the rules you set to this game. Now, and I'm, I'm setting this because it's a genre that means something to me. Mm-hmm. Another movie that counts for the genre, Kill Bill. Yeah, Volume 1. The Bride does that. like the Kill Bill Volume 1. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was out. She was trying to get married. And they attacked her. Mm-hmm. And when she woke up from her coma, she had to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. And she did. Which, one, is much better that she actually succeeds. Um, Under Siege 2, of course. Uh, another good version, First Blood. Original Rambo. First Blood. They do First Blood. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, he was... Blood and First Blood Part 2 also. I so, the entire thing. That's someone I don't know as well. Tell me why First Blood Part 2. Well, First Blood Part 2, he... That's... I mean, spoilers, of course. I mean, all the people who are going to go back and watch Rambo is when he's in prison or in a labor camp, and then they pull him back out of the labor camp for, after being arrested because of the events following Part 1. And he goes back to Vietnam to rescue POWs or to see if POWs are still there. So I think that counts. Okay. So we'll say First Blood Part 2. First Blood Part 1, definitely, because he came back from Vietnam. He was just trying to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And they harassed him, so he had to kill everybody. But he didn't kill everybody, though. He killed a lot of people, though. Were they not dead? No. They were just sleeping. Wait, didn't they, did they not die in We're talking about the one, one with Brian Dennehy, right? Yeah, when he was in the he was doing you know Woods strategy, he didn't kill anybody. Oh God, am I that wrong? <laughs> I think so. I, oh no. So first blood doesn't count, but first blood part, part two part does. Part two definitely counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of death. Though. Okay, yeah. so for whatever reason, I thought he was actually killing those people. No, because they were they were uh, they were wholesome Americans and from small town America. All right, it's been a long time. People. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that off my list. Part two. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you know. So this is a this is like I know a lot of bad movies, so my references usually kind of fall on deaf ears. But there's a movie called Deadly Prey. Have you ever seen this movie from the eighties? Check Deadly Prey. I think it's like an eighty-seven movie. Um, it, it was so cult classic that uh, about five years ago, the internet 
raised money, a GoFundMe, to get the movie happen again without even asking the actors if they wanted to do it. And they raised enough money, they made another sequel. I think Deadliest Prey or something oh else. Oh, my God. Deadly Prey is very much Rambo if it's a blonde, like, He-Man figure come to life in short shorts, in denim shorts. Oh, wow. Man, the picture, The I'm looking at the... Is it, yeah, the cover? I'm there. looking at the cover. It's... Man, a really, really bad haircut. Oh, it, it's this flyaway sort of cut there. Oh man, the 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 wow. poster almost defines the genre. Yeah, exactly. This this is the movie that I want to bring to you, Deadly Prey. So the poster, this is important. Yeah, yeah. The tagline on the poster: In Vietnam, was he was the best. Dot 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 dot. He still is. <laughs> oh wow, that, that the, is. Do you see the, the short genre. shorts? The short shorts in the picture. Oh, that, those are great. Those are real. Those are what happens in the movie. Like. It, he is a man who's literally out of. He's been pulled out. He's like retired. He has a wife and this uh, group of like crazy mercenaries somehow like cross paths with him and through a, whatever it is they kidnap his wife and he literally goes on a killing spree. And the character, this is one of the best things. He kills a man. And when they find the body, when the other evil people show up, not only do they see, they, they recognize how he was killed. They're like that was Dalton. Dalton's here. They recognize him <laughs> by the body. Like that's how he oh, kills people. It's so good. And it is. It's epic. Uh, yeah, it's deadly prey and deadliest prey. We're actually going to be doing a double feature of that coming up in the next month or so. Uh, oh, so I'll invite you down. Actually, you we may know, do it at the theater uh, down at the studio down there. You know I'm going to be yeah, there. Yeah. So it's a double feature. We're going to be doing deadly and deadliest prey. But it's and he kills everyone. It is over the top. It's it's enjoyable. It's like that genre movie. It's enjoyable. It's yeah. And I think that's for me. It's it's just a genre that hits me viscerally in a way that's just super satisfying. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best parts of those movies, generally, it doesn't have to happen, but when it does, it really makes my day. When they find some sort of dossier or somebody is explaining, not the main character, mm-hmm. but somebody else is explaining how that guy's the best. Oh yeah, that, this one here is. I love that. Yeah, they actually. I remember now. They actually. Uh, there's a secret group of people that are like mercenaries, and they're kidnapping people to train how to kill people. So they're just kidnapping people off the street and tossing them into the scenario where these mercenary to be are just offing people. Well, they kidnap Dalton, and first he gets himself out, and then they try to fight and kill him, and they bring his wife involved and that was the wrong idea and he's just in there like he's like building <laughs> ditches and jumping out and, and he's all the time in these short denim shorts no shirt and painted face and oh. it's it's definitely this genre you love it and I haven't seen Deadliest Prey yet I'm saving that for the sequel here I'm gonna watch and I, it I think it's great it's a great idea to savor these kind oh, of movies oh I try to you can only get a chance to experience these for the first time once so so Brian what explain one of the other movies on this list what movie let's see we have of course we have the John Wicks yep Shooter, that's an old one. Yeah, yeah that was one. the Mark Wahlberg movie Mark, where yeah, he was seven. Yeah, he was he was a sniper, mm-hmm. and it's very much that genre where he was out and they tricked him to go back in, and then he he snipered everybody. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Lee Swagger, his name was. His oh, name was a, Swagger. Come on. Oh, it was a terrible Bobby Lee Swagger. Oh, Bobby Lee Swagger. Oh, it was really bad. I yeah. really loved it. Well, um, didn't, didn't they also mur- didn't they also kill his dog too? They I might think. have. I mean. Killing dogs is a good part of this Dude, mo- these movies. Yeah, if you kill a dog, I instantly hate you. It yeah, does, like I, I was mad at the guys in uh, what uh, 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 what's the Marley and Me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dead. Oh my god, <laughs> Milo noticed when that was taken out. Oh, I was mad. It was the post credits of the movie where <laughs> Owen Wilson had to kill everybody because his dog died. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think there was one in here that was based in Boston, right, Brian? Oh, uh, let's see. Was we that? Uh, I think that was the Equalizer. Oh, the, equalizer. the Equalizer was based in 
Boston and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah there was a good one with Denzel. With Denzel. I forget what, what was he? Was he a special forces as well? They didn't really define what he was, it but was he was special. working he was working at Home Depot just being a nice regular guy. And then, you know, the the uh the lady who uh he knew from the diner happened to be abused by the people she was working for. And, and he had something to say about it. He had something to say about it and he killed everybody. It was no, but, great. But he offered them initially to buy her. He was very gentlemanly about it, but and then and at some point he did have to kill lots of people. That's that's a good epitaph to have in your life, I guess. Yeah, I think it's so. It's very nice that he had to kill a lot of people. Um, let's see. Uh, Logan, I think, counts. The mm. new Wolverine movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't trying to be in. He was out, he was even out. though he was taking care of the professor. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he very much killed everybody in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, a great movie. Too. Yeah, I was, I'm impressed by that. I wasn't sure, but that movie is, those actors, they gave those actors the death and end scenes that the actor could offer their character. It was beautiful. It was really it. fantastic, and I thought one Patrick Stewart was amazing in that movie. Yeah, I, like the, the scene they they chose, like the one there's like a silo inside where they're keeping him in there, oh. and it's like this rusted out feeling, like you're inside of the uh, what's the the thing he's in the in the mansion. Um, uh, oh, Cerebro. Cerebro. It felt like it's the decay of Cerebro sort of thing. It shows his mind. And then he is just there acting amazing. I love Patrick Stewart. He's so, so good in that. And uh, Hugh Jackman just, I mean, he, he's been so good in a lot of things, but, I mean, he was not good in The Greatest Showman. I can't stand by that movie. <laughs> Carrie's yelling at me from across. I saw her, so I had to taunt her a little bit. Um, but he was so good in that movie, too, because he was just decrepit and fantastic just miserable. Dude, uh, yeah, he was miserable. Like I said, Patrick Stewart did this. Like, he was snarky. Like, at one point, he's complaining about that albino. That one thing there. I'm like, whoa, Patrick Stewart, what's going on here? Come on Professor now. X, jeez. <laughs> yeah. so, Logan, Logan was the definition of curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, from top to bottom, Logan. it was curmudgeonly. And, and I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think the only other one I had on my list was a more recent movie. It was called The Foreigner. So it was a Jackie Chan movie. Yes, that just came out like a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, it was like two years it's ago. It's on my list. I've never seen it. I, it, seems, it seems exactly like this thing. I haven't seen it yet, but that's perfect. So just a brief synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Chan was in Special Forces. Mm-hmm. He was out. The start of, it's, I'm sure it's part of the trailer, but right at the beginning of the movie, his daughter dies in a bombing. Yep. And the rest of the movie is him basically trying to get answers. So it's... I'd say it's it's borderline, but he, for lack of a better way of saying it, he was out. Mm-hmm. He, there was an extraordinary circumstance. He was brought back in, and he had to kill everybody to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. It's definitely on it's the edge. It's very rare for a Jackie Chan movie. The, the, it's his pretty older, dark. His older, his older stuff was much more lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. yeah this we, is not lighthearted. It's well, no, he's, he's trying to be more serious now. He won the best actor in China thing again. Like He's he's one of the top five grossing actors in the world now. So he's allowed, he's trying to do more. Like I'm not Jackie Chan and Friends anymore. He wants to be a heavier actor, show some more sincere and, yeah. severity into his characters and it was, stuff. It was gritty, and I thought, one, he was very engaging as the role. I love Jackie Chan. It's Not just the, the genre, because yeah. I mean, I love the genre, but I think as an actor in the movie, I thought he did a really good job. And now it's it's a fairly it's a one note movie. It's very dark. Yeah, yeah. But I thought everybody in it from um, Carrie, what, who's that? Was it Liam Neeson as the other guy? No, there, there was whatever the the yeah. other um, 
the other guy in the movie. I don't think it was. Well, I got to look that us up. It could have been Liam Neeson. Um, oh. I got to look it up. Did you have any others for 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 the list there, Magnus? Um, it was. Let's see, I'm actually lost looking at Rufus Jones. Actually, I'm looking at the uh, the list for uh, a Foreigner now. I got lost on that way. Um, Pierce Bronson. Pierce Brosnan, That's what it was. It wasn't Liam Neeson. It was Pierce. He's from that side of the world, I guess. He's yeah. one of those island sort of nations. Yeah, same same kind of guy. So I now I jotted down. I have a couple of things here. There, pretty much. I will say that a lot of them is just retirement, and then but less death. Well, like, okay. The, the, I want to talk about it though. Okay. I think I think it's important. What I'm trying to refine my mental picture. I mean, because I I had listed down. I wrote down, and it's like Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood, where he's an older guy and he gets pulled back in because of a man beating up a woman in the brothel, and he gets hired to kill a guy, but he's not killing everyone because he seems like he begrudgingly doesn't want to kill anyone because he's out. He's like, I don't want to have to kill people. He's just trying to kill one guy. I I don't think it really works, but it's one of those pulled back in scenarios. Oh, I I like that. I'm not sure I've seen that one because I think that. I like the concept because he does have to kill. Yeah, he's sent out, and it's it's one of those emotional ones. It was it's like a weird Western genre, but with like a conscience behind it. Like maybe the guy isn't really that bad, and I don't know. I mean, like in that same idea, like uh, Gran Torino, right? That with uh, I liked Gran yeah, Torino a lot. Yeah, I mean that's another one that he's pulled back in. He doesn't kill everyone, but he's like involving like the neighborhood gangs and all the other stuff going on. Like, he's threatening and being scary, but that's another one pulled back in. Gran Torino is one of those movies that is. Enjoyable on so many different mm-hmm. levels. I mean, just the old school racism involved in that movie oh is just gosh, yeah, yeah. just fantastic. I mean, it's because re- it's just so old man. Yeah, there's there's no man, there's no remorse, and there's really not a lot of true hatred involved. It's just classic old man racism. Yeah, yeah, just furrowed brow, looking at everyone. He, mm. he hates everyone, and then hates certain people more. Yeah, you know? I think so. So, so. And, th- and and Brian, you were a big fan of that movie. Well, the thing I like about Gran Torino was that. It was from both sides that the old the old person hatred. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. From the Hmong people as well. Hey, it's it was an equal opportunist movie. Yeah, it's all, all the old all the old people hated everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny true. when when I made this list up, I literally started off with like it was like a checklist, of like movie where people retire. And like check down, like and then get pulled back in. So I had this first stage, and then I had to check off if they kill people. It's kind of a funny thing. Like, nope, no death, no. Because I mean, he did a little bit, mm-hmm. not a lot. No, no. In Grand Torino, I mean, there's dumb stuff going on. But I won a movie I really enjoyed. Yeah, he did get pulled back in, but it's it, yeah, it's just not quite, not quite right. Not quite there. But I'm saying it's, it's that was the first step. That's what like and these lists being like this one doesn't quite. I did yeah. think about Grand Torino though. Nice for sure. Cool, cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of like. Um, like westerners that kind of fall into like high noon and those sort of things where the guy is just retired old sheriff that people are coming in he's got to stop this whole so he's got going out like anyone that's not in town gets murdered he kind of gets mowed down but it's like that's a kind of a western genre the old grumpy guy that gets pulled back in to save the day kind of thing there but that it's still i don't quite fits exactly it seems much like how uh the other one I mentioned there, The Unforgiven, same idea, like he's an older guy. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the yeah. kind of movie I would probably want to see. I actually saw a podcast I started listening to. They're going through the AFI 100 mm-hmm. from 1996. Really? Wow. Yeah, or whatever, whenever that, the big one was yeah. that came out. Um, and they're going through the whole top 100 in random order. Mm. Wow. Um, it's with uh, Paul Shear. Oh, he's, I like that guy. Yeah, he's, he's great. Mm. I, I forget. It's uh, Unspooled, I think. They call oh, wow. it. It's a uh, him and a him and a, a lady. I forget her name. I don't know her. 
Uh, but they do a really good job of going through the top 100 movies. I think there are like 10 in so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, really worth listening to. Good stuff. That's awesome. Oh, so I have a question for you in the yes. movie list. Uh, possible thing. And I can't remember. I, I wrote down list of things of people retired, something else. But do you remember? So this is the one, The Fifth Element. Do you remember The Fifth Element? See, I, I, so hold on a second. Carrie, you have to come in here. This is, you just, you can't, you can't just yell from the living because room. Because the crazy thing is, is so, Cor- so Corbin in there, that movie. was kind of an, an old one, Demolition Man. Oh yeah, geez. I mean, with uh, uh, Wesley Snipes and uh, uh, Stallone, that Demolition yeah. Man. Okay, hold on a second. So hold on. We're, when you turn the microphone, we're going to talk about Fifth Element. Sit down. Yay! There's no killing. But he kills all the uh, alien things, right? That's what he's like. Yeah. Fifth Element, like that. All right, hold on. I got. I got to turn Carrie's yeah, headphones he up. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Mm, can you hear yet? Yeah, I can hear. Can you hear? Can you hear Brian? I can hear Brian. Well, Brian, talk. Why? I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so talk about Fifth Element for a second and tell me why or why it doesn't. He's a retired Special Forces Commando, by the way. I wrote this down. He actually is a retired Special. He is very skilled. Yeah, he's a skilled guy. Okay. He becomes a cab driver to get away from it all. He's like, I'm retired. He's going to, he goes to a little hotel, like his little apartment. He's like, I just want to do this and not be bothered by anything else. And, but his job is also a piece of shit because he keeps uh, getting, uh, what is it? Uh, Basically, he gets dinged uh, often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, on either damages to the car, the taxi, or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ends up coming across a very special person. Yeah, she literally falls, th- falls mm-hmm. fr- from the sky and lands in his car. Literally falls through the ceiling of his cab uh, and is very crucial to the um, basically the future existence of the entire world, galaxy, etc. All right, so, so... I'm trying to think of the death part, though. So you I satisfied I, many so, of the criteria. So... He has to protect her and deal with this uh, archaeological mumbo jumbo stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but also survive and protect these people, which means killing a lot of bad guys because there are bad guys that want to take control and basically destroy the whole. I mean, he world. has minions. Uh, Gary Oldman in this movie. Gary Oldman Gary is Oldman, epic. Yeah, yeah, and he has a whole minion of people running around for him. He's mowing down too. Okay, they're trying so, to get all the stones, and then they're they're like, "Where's this like the, other the one?" Original we Thanos need? sort of idea. He's got to kill, got to collect the stones to end things. And, and stuff. it's like, yeah, he's basically the before Thanos was Thanos. This was <laughs> it was Gary Oldman. <laughs> <Heard her first. laughs> Gary Oldman was the first Thanos. Yeah, like, exactly. Fifth yeah. Element. Okay, so. I can see the elements you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The fifth elements. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, 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 number. This Just is quit. terrible. <laughs> Just quit. No. Um, this so, body won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I need to rewatch it. Okay. Yes. I, answer, I need to rewatch it to answer the question. I think the problem I have with it mm-hmm. is that There's not enough it's death not about him. Oh. Uh, well... But it is, but it isn't. So, so I, get, but I see. So it's not his personal vendetta to. No, I think, I think it may be. It may qualify. Okay, but it's not. Not enough about like so. So what is make? Why is John Wick about him in the scenario? He's killing it's the his dog, puppy. His dog and his and his. Okay, okay, and it, gotcha. But hit, the movie's the, about him killing everybody. It's about him killing gotcha. everybody because they stole things that were very important to him. Gotcha. They, Blew up his house. Yeah, uh, the fifth element is not enough because he just happened to be pulled. He just happened to have her land in his lap, and then he's saving the day. 
I, yeah, you're I'm saving sure. the whole world though because that that all is... right. No, I'm I'm gonna give it an honest rewatch. Okay. Yes. Okay, that, that, there's a question I wrote it down here to ask if this counts in this. Thing. I like this. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. No, because I, Brian I, has I wouldn't here. have thought about it. Brian, do you have an opinion on Fifth Element? He says no, probably. I'm gonna say, I was gonna go with. I'm gonna go with yes because <gasps> this is one of the oh nice there we go sci-fi ones that all right I was trying to find sci-fi that's my goal I want to try to find it. sci-fi so I'm gonna tentatively put it on the list okay um so Carrie had asked about aliens which is very critical and crucial to me so aliens the sequel with the this sequel is where she gets like, gets pulled back in when Paul Reiser yanks her ding, yes. ding. yeah okay ding ding. So and really she does not kill a lot of human beings. No, but I see. But my... she torches a fuckload of eggs. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've got my caveat to that, okay. and why I don't think it belongs on the list is that she wasn't the best. She's she's the only person that ever killed an alien. By yeah, an alien. But those other those older soldiers were better than her. She didn't even know how to fire a gun before she got there. True, but but she is in the sense she's the only one that has ever killed a xenomorph. That well, not counting this new movie arc going <laughs> on there. Let's, let's not go in that route. <laughs> but I gotta say, if the logic is she, they're bringing in the only person that ever killed an alien before. She's the only human that has ever killed an alien. So by so, default, she is the she has a hundred percent kill count in the every alien she's ever encountered. She, so she as knows a lawyer, all I'm not a lawyer, but I do wow. watch one on television. Yes, so. yes, yes. So Brian, Brian's giving a thumbs down. Uh, I think that is an interesting argument. I, I'm arguing for. I, I don't think it really counts, but I'm arguing for. I'm helping on the argument. Honestly, that that was where I was trying to come from because it. Like everybody's just shooting at the aliens like willy nilly, mm. and they don't. It's like, well, why is it not dying like a normal human being? And, and she it's goes like, in well, and she swoops in. Die hard in space because <laughs> he wasn't the he wasn't the best. No, he wasn't the best, but was... she also she wasn't technically doing her job. No, she was just supposed to be Correct. on the side there. Yeah, but she, she was, was just, just a, a researcher. Yeah, and on the second one, now although she had killed aliens, it's hard to consider Alien. her the best. I but you. I will. I think that's an interesting argument that nobody else had ever killed one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm saying this. I, I'm just trying to do yes. like a uh, loophole logic right here. So I will take that into account and at least place it on the tangential list. Okay, tangentially, she did. But I, I mean, I guess I, if I'm thinking about killing monsters, though, I mean, like, she didn't kill. I, I was thinking of like enemies that way. No so. traditional training, no military training was technically relevant yeah. well, for they knew how destroying to fire, an al- your first alien. They knew how to fire guns, though. And they did do bug hunts before because they complain about this. Is another bug hunt, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that guy, you know, that the guy who she was all all up on in that movie, <laughs> he was guys? better than her. Hudson, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was better than her. Yeah, I mean, not that she, he was a guy who was better. He was just a professional soldier, and she's just Ripley. She's good with suits oh. and stuff. The infamous yeah. Michael Bean. Mm. Mm. The, mm. With the, the thing, infamous what? Sorry, what the was it? Grabby right? grab. Was it the, the infamous Michael Bean who was in all the war, mo- uh, all oh. the military based movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, any other? Did you have any other sci-fi ones? No, I couldn't figure out. I it's mean, it's tough. Yeah, because yeah. sci-fi is. A, but I, I mean, I never thought alien. I was trying to think of people, so I, it's hard to find. Right. Like the the. Oh man. Because that, that's what it usually is. It's like sci-fi takes you away from the yeah, killing yeah. ordinary people, which is yeah, kind of yeah, nice. But goes, yeah, it has to be something like, like. So I did. I didn't qualify that it had to be people necessarily. No, no. I realize right. this now. Once you said it, I'm like. Because I, that's I why I was trying to. I was trying to make. Uh, Starship Troopers work, but nobody was really there taken was out. out. No, he they was, were all soldiers. They were yeah. all soldiers. So you can't count that because I they're mean, just he, doing he, their job. Although, no, no, he does. He's leaving when he watches his parents get hit. Like he is like, but he's not. He's that's, not the best. That's he's, true. He is like. I mean, Jake Busey was better than him in that. That's he's the definition of a grunt. Yeah, he was yeah. totally a grunt. 
oh, that guy. What yeah. Do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. No, yeah, I don't think it's going to work on that one. It, he, he's it's following close. the arch of being pulled back in, but that's about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite work. I think the being the best is an important qualifier here because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it really does restrict the amount of movies. Yeah. Oh, so side note, we should mention, what's your favorite type of popcorn while watching movies? This is a food a podcast about food, right? So, know? I mean, I wish, I really wish we had a sponsorship right now because, <laughs> because the proper answer is, well, well, Magnus, my favorite popcorn is at the Little Theater in the heart of Rochester, New York on East Avenue, mm-hmm. just off of East Avenue. With real butter. Mm-hmm. With real butter. It is a, is a fine movie theater. I love it. And they do some really cool... Um, Really cool 80s rewinds. What do they call those? Uh, Saturday Night Rewinds. Yep. Yeah, the great, great oh little feature they do. Hosted by Fright Rags. The Fright Rags. Oh, I love Fright Rags. Uh, yeah, there was, they're, just, they're actually, uh, just check them out. Saturday Night Rewind. Uh, just, or Fright Rags, another the local t-shirt company and stuff. But yeah, the, the popcorn there. Well, Roy and the team at, at, at Little Theater, uh, those guys just, they know how to make good food for, good popcorn for me to enjoy. They really do. I, I love going there. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to be a little bit of a curmudgeon here. Uh oh. So what? Stop the presses. No. I I, I, <laughs> I like the I like the Saturday Night Rewind thing. Uh-huh. The concept's great. I love that they do old prints. Mm-hmm. The problem is the prints are not good. Well, some ones are, some are good. Some ones they aren't. Like I the, watched the, the thing, thing was rough. The thing was rough, but it was kind of cool to know that that was a movie that reel that was from the opening night. It was a 30 year old yes. movie reel that was shown. And I mean, you're watching a pink snow scene. Because I it know is, it's, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I know. I know. So I, I had, I had to come to uh, the understanding of why I liked it. And the reason was, was like this movie. And I love the thing. The thing is yes. like in that movie where like it has one of the best callback scenes is when the guy's head starts walking away and the character goes, you gotta be, fucking shitting me or something. Yeah. I was like, this is real? Because I'm feeling the same thing. I'm like, this cannot be. And he called back that moment. And I realized the film I'm watching right now, this movie that's 30-something years old, whatever it is, this film on opening night offered everyone the exact same thing. This, what I'm watching, this exact reel pulled it in. It wasn't the best. I've seen it before. I wasn't looking for the prettiest things in the world. Right. I have a higher resolution of version of myself sure. my home. But it was kind of cool to be like this film, this piece here was the one that had 30 year girls. People like watching this creepy dog peel apart and running around. Yeah, and you're, like, yeah. you're like, oh my God. That so. That is exactly what I was thinking of when we were watching the, I think it was a original release reel of The Shining, which was, of course, uh, quite a few years mm-hmm. older, so it was a little bit rougher, but um, it was also kind of like one of those, this is history. I'm watching cinematic yeah, history. Yeah, I, I felt a little connection <laughs> that way. I, I mean, Andrew, I try to find excuses why if something's not perfect, because I'm, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I try not to be too curmudgeonly about it. But. Plus, we're artists, and it's uh, easier for us. Where <laughs> it's I mean, over there. Yeah. I mean, am, I, am I right, Brian? I mean, come on. I mean, grains? <laughs> This is this is why Gon invented high definition movies <laughs> and Blu-rays and like re-releases. Well, don't worry, Karen. I will have our movies about town a podcast oh, yes. here soon. It'd be great. Yeah. So, oh uh, man, panel HD, 1080p or higher. Yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, recorded live at the Movies About Town studio. <laughs> Magnus and Carrie enjoying problematic. You know, yeah, whenever I say I have that on DVD or whatever, or I, or we have that on Blu-ray, and he's like, "That's not good enough," and he's like, has to well, put control. on his eye patch and peg leg. R, R, R. <laughs> Why am I turning into a pirate? Because don't that's worry about what it. What we did. Oh, um, <laughs> so I think I've gone over my list mm-hmm. of, and I, I've I've seen a fair amount of movies and a lot of action movies. 
So if anybody else has any movies that fall into this genre that we didn't let cover, us know. Yeah. Please, yeah, please let us know. I think yeah. it would be interesting. I want to expand on this. I'm a movie nut. Uh, tweet at me. Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Just tweet at me. Let me know. I'll talk movies all the time. Like Megan Murphy. Uh, if you know Megan, she's an artist here in Rochester. I don't think I've ever you met her, You have to meet her. We'll come on. She does. Uh, I love her so much. Her like, She comes on and talks movies with me on my radio station. It's Me- Murphy's on movies. All right. We, we need to do that because, one, I think her style's really cool. I've sent her sent Carrie some of her stuff before like yeah. a lot of a lot of interesting style yeah definitely um, maybe we'll do a, a mind of magnus podcast at your location we'll come over because oh, we, we be can awesome. do that we'll toss it on here we'll talk movies we'll, we'll, we'll use your studio for nefarious I think that reasons. would be perfect <laughs> so okay that sounds good you supply awesome drinking food and we'll tie it in that I way I think I might be able to facilitate this that. sounds amazing <laughs> uh, this sounds I'll, I'll work with Brian to come up with recipes and Carrie and I was rambling about movies for a while. It'd be great. We'll high five each other, complain about <laughs> stuff that doesn't make make sense in other movies. Chris oh. and Brian will check out their Pinterest boards, see what's good for uh, hors d'oeuvres. Pinterest <laughs> killing me. Pinterest is amazing. What side note as a social media guy, it's amazing how much it still brings a, uh, for image work. Like if you post stuff, if you check yes. your analytics, it's shocking how much. And mind you, I think uh, Pinterest pulls a lot just to showcase their numbers and stuff. Right. But it's still amazing what it showcases. So as a as a social marketing guy, I'm always still impressed by Pinterest. Don't yeah. like it a whole lot, but I still use it. I wish I was good at social marketing. I'm not great at it. I'm terrible. I should do more. I I realized today I was working on something. I had to like I have to. I hit uh, 18,000 followers on my Instagram, and I realized I had to have a meeting today with about how I had to like, set up like double authentication and a bunch of stuff because I'm getting, I'm getting spammers now and mm. people trying to like hack my accounts. I'm getting more notice and stuff. Ooh. So, yeah, I'm slightly nervous. So. But I, I, I need to do more with my work. I don't do it enough for, my yeah. own, for social media stuff. All right. Well, we could continue rambling for Ever, the rest right. of time. So I think what we're going to do, we're going to cut off for today. Yes. And... Why don't you give yourself a couple more plugs there, Mr. Magnus, for where people can find you? (laughs) Uh, Just do a grand search for uh, Magnus Apollo on most social media. uh, Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. Mind of Magnus is uh, my radio show. Also, it happens to be my Instagram page on, or my Facebook page for illustrations. But if you do a search for Mind of Magnus, uh, 106.3 FM uh, is my radio show, uh, Roster Free Radio, Monday nights. Uh, if you guys are listening and you want to be a guest, you have an idea for a guest, someone you want to introduce me, let me know. Send a message, Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Uh, also, side note, uh, October coming up, I'm trying to find awesome ghost stories of Rochester. So yeah. if you anyone listening, you guys have good stories, something else. doesn't have to be like... Just tell me your best story. I want. I'm, I'm pre-recording some shows and stuff, so I'm trying to collect it for my radio show for October. I'm trying to have a cool, coast to coast AM sort of vibe to it. Like Very you saw a werewolf, tell me more. So <laughs> Very yeah. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's my my stuff. I'm right. Magnus Apollo. So. Like it, Carrie. Since you joined down, what are your plugs? Uh, I'm crazy, dude. No Y C R A Z D U D E, and I do uh, artwork and art advice blogs, mostly for the furry fandom. So if you like animals, stop on by. Goddamn weirdos. <laughs> Um, Brian, what you got? I have no plugs other than you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at chew on this, C-H-U-E underscore on underscore this. Well, we will see you on the social medias. I am Food About Town on Facebook, at Stroomy on Twitter and Instagram. Magnus, thank you for joining us on this fine Rochester oh, thanks evening. Thanks for having me on. This is great. And we will talk next time on the Food About Town podcast. Bye-bye. Oh, that was terrible. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 121 of the Food About Town podcast with Magnus Champlin. Really enjoyed this talk. It was just a great time and a good excuse to catch up with Magnus, my friend Brian, and bring Carrie in for a little while as well. 
So hope you enjoyed this week's episode. All the music provided once again by Donnie Clutterbuck and the Clutter-Tones. So next time you go to Cure Bar, say hi to Donnie and thank him for the music. Otherwise, have a great week and stay tuned for more from the Food About Town podcast.